Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey. Welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And, of course, on those same days, we repeat the program, 10 o'clock at night. I pray you are having a blessed, happy, and holy Easter Thursday. Happy Easter. He is risen. Alleluia, alleluia. And as always, my friends, we've been saying it all week, it's Easter Day, celebrate it, feast, rejoice, the Lord is risen, the tomb is empty, Uh, let's not let this Easter joy wane. And that's going to be the theme of our program today. I want to talk about joy, you know, it's a a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and we must be a joyful people. And so I, I have a couple of things here I'm going to share with you. I know today's Catechism Day, but because it is an Easter Day, uh, I, I actually what started this was I, I was going to um, uh, the Holy Father's Mass, not going personally to the Mass, but this, uh, rec- seeing what he was uh, teaching this morning at the Mass, at his uh, daily Mass, and it was about joy. And he, he said, joy is more than emotion. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I want to do that. And then I also found something that I thought was pretty neat. Uh, it was a, I don't know, it's a blog or an article, Six Practical Steps to Catholic joy. This is from, written about, I think, 2016 uh, by a gentleman um, named Randy Hain, president of Servium Partners. Uh, but six practical steps to Catholic joy. And we must, must, must be a joyful people, especially these Easter days. My goodness. In spite of all the stuff that's going on out there, you know, it's, we, ha- we have to have that great joy in our heart. And I hope you do. And I hope that we help you in that, in the broadcast that we bring to you here, my friends, uh, to get away from all the outside. I know recently I've been, you know, I I talk about the situation. You can't get away from it. Um, But above, over and above all of that that's going on, we must be a joyful people and rejoice in that. God is in control. There's no virus stronger than Almighty God. There's no power stronger than Almighty God. And uh, we know that the Lord walks with us. The risen Lord walks with us, especially during these beautiful Easter days. So first we're going to pray. And again, my friends, I share the good news with you that if you are listening on one of our four radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, thanks be to God for that, that we have Catholic radio affiliates scattered about the area. But also, with the means of technology that are available to us, we also bring you this broadcast on other audio platforms like streaming audio right from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. Also, and I pray you are downloading our free mobile app uh, for your your phone or your uh, tablet, your pad, your iPad, whatever you have. You can download it whether you have an, uh, an Apple or an Android device. 
available on both, and it's free to you. And in fact, what I was doing a little earlier, I didn't get it up there yet, but I will uh, after the program. Uh, there, If you go to our uh, Domestic Church Media app, uh, and there's a section for DCM info, you can click on that. All the way on the bottom, there's a, a, a selection for music, and, and it was suggested by one of our listeners, Cheryl told me, um, all the beautiful Easter music we played uh, on Sunday could it be on the app, and there is a place for that, so I'm uploading it to our mobile app, so you'll be able to listen to all that beautiful Easter music uh, right from our mobile app, and I'm, I'm working on that now. It's not up there yet, but it will be. So you can also listen to the program right now on our mobile app, and uh, you can also watch the program because we're coming to you live on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, also streaming on audio on the Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. All you have to say there is play Domestic Church Media, and we'll come out there as well. You know, one thing you can do with our video, and I'm with you live every day, or most days that I'm with you, it's live on uh, video format, with these uh, smart TVs. You know, you can watch YouTube on your TV on the big screen, uh, you just go to our, our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. You can watch live on your tablet, on your phone, on your big TV, uh, all these ways, my friends. And they also allow us to go way beyond our radio footprints. You know, it used to be in the old days, we were very limited to who could listen to the program. You had to be in the listening area of a particular radio station, which is great because we have them uh, from Cape May, uh, you know, uh, to Freehold, to... Uh, Hamilton, right here in Trenton, covering a wide area. But you can also listen uh, so many other ways, the ways I mentioned. And uh, this heeds the call of our Lord's Great Commission uh, to go out into the whole world and proclaim the good news. And we're so happy and joyful that we're able to do that. So uh, I hope you can hear the joy in my voice. I'm very joyful today. In spite of all the stuff that's going on out there, very, very joyful. Because as St. Pope John Paul II said, We are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. And so we do that. Let's pray. Wherever you are, my brothers and sisters, I invite you now to join me. And uh, we are united, if not together in the same physical place. We are united in spirit across the thousands and thousands and thousands of miles uh, that this signal covers. And I want you to come and raise up your prayers, whatever they are, your Easter prayers, uh, to Almighty God. And thank Him for all the many blessings Uh, He has bestowed, and for those special intentions, and in case you didn't hear on on, uh, uh, Tuesday's program, my my first program back uh, since Easter Sunday, that Cheryl and I were very blessed on Easter Sunday. Uh, We were surprised by our uh, son and daughter-in-law who let us know that uh, they're expecting, and we're expecting our third grandchild, who he or she is due in October. So we thank God for that and pray for a healthy, healthy pregnancy there as well. Uh, okay, so let's uh, begin, my friends, as we begin all good things. That is, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're praying this Easter prayer attributed to St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Lord, you have passed over into new life, and you now invite us to pass over also. In these past days, we have grieved at your suffering and mourned at your death. We have given ourselves over to repentance and prayer, to abstinence and gravity. Now at Easter, you tell us that we have died to sin. Yet, if this be true, how can we remain on earth? How can we pass over to your risen life? 
while we are still here in this world? Will we not be just as meddlesome, just as lazy, just as selfish as before? Will we not still be bad-tempered and stubborn, enmeshed in all the vices of the past? We pray that as we pass over to you, our faces will never look back. Instead, let us, like you, make heaven on earth. And our prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and to our Blessed Mother, Holy Father, asks us to pray these prayers daily, every single day. Every single Catholic pray these prayers every day uh, to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for joining me today and sharing this Easter day together, this beautiful Easter Thursday. And remember, every day this week within the octave of Easter is an Easter day. Today is just as much an Easter day as Sunday was. Because this these eight days the church puts into one big celebration as an Easter day. And, uh, you know, if you pray the Liturgy of the Hours, you know the Psalms and the, the Antiphons are all the same, as, as, as if it's the same day, which is great and beautiful. So I thank you for being here. And as I said, I'm working on it. It's not done yet. And it was, it was a, a, a per a suggestion from uh, one of our listeners, and I thank Pete for that, um, uh, you know, on our on our mobile app. And I forget, you know, our mobile app is so chock full of so much, res- so many resources. I forget that we can also upload music to it. Chris Sherrill's music programs are on there. But just for listening music, you can upload to the app. It's, it's there. Uh, if you go to the on the app itself, when you open the app up, as I'm doing right now, just to make sure I'm following the correct uh, uh, way to go here. When you first pull the app up, down on the bottom, it says listen and watch, pray, learn, donate. I like that one. Uh, and then DCM Info. Well, listen and watch. You know, obvious. You can listen to the program. You can listen to the archives, the podcast. You can watch the program. You can watch the video archives. Uh, and there's pray. That has the daily mass readings on it. Um, uh, mass times, the order of mass, Sunday reading reflections, morning, evening, night prayer, common prayers, uh, more prayers, <laughs> novenas, examination of conscience, saint of the day is on there. Uh, and then the next section is learn. And under learn, you have the entire Bible, the entire catechism, beautiful audio recordings of Archbishop Sheen, the Trenton Monitor, the Catholic Star Herald, the, the official newspaper of the Diocese of Camden, CatholicPhilly.com, uh, the Vatican, L'Osservatore Romano, the official Vatican newspaper, the National Catholic Register is on here, our Sunday visitor, Catholic News Agency, the Catholic Movie Reviews. All this is on the one mobile app, and it's free, my friends. You know, we're all sitting around in our homes looking for things to do. Download our free mobile app, and you'll have a, you can spend your entire day going through these things. 
Then, of course, there's a donate button where you can donate to Domestic Church Media, and boy, do we need you. Um, you know, as you know, I know so many people now have lost their jobs. Cheryl got furloughed, got laid off from her job you know, as a parish musician, organist, director of liturgy, director of music, uh, got laid off. So we know what that's like. All of a sudden, you know, you're, you're missing that income, and hopefully the unemployment will come through soon. Um, but there are some people who, you know, have not been affected that way, and, and God is still blessing you. Maybe you're even getting those stimulus checks uh, that you don't need. Maybe you want to make a charitable donation when you get your stimulus money because you don't need it. You know, think about that. But then there's also an option, DCM Info. When you go there, it's all of the domestic church media info on the mobile app. Um, you can put your prayer requests on there, our bulletin board, because that's kind of a moot point right now. Um, uh, the program schedule, local program information, uh, our social media, you know, Facebook, etc. But on the very bottom, there's a link that says music, and what what I'm going to do is upload the Easter music that we played on Easter Sunday. I'm going to upload it there so you can still listen to it anytime you want. Maybe as we go through the the seasons, on upon Cheryl's recommendations, we'll uh, we'll have more music on there as well. But there's so many things you can do here, and I do encourage you, download it. It's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's free. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go to the section on the daily Mass readings because as, as I've been doing this week, and I hope we can do it throughout Easter most days, is go to the first reading of each of the Mass readings, which throughout this Easter season is a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. I love the Acts. I think that we can learn from the Acts of the Apostles. Our church today can learn. You know, We're kind of all in a, in a, in a, on a hiatus right now in a sense that we're we're back in our in our you know corners. We're back in our our dugouts, our clubhouses, our our domestic churches. Right? We're not getting out and and fraternizing with our fellow parishioners and our parish families, but we're home, kind of reevaluating. I hope that when the doors again open, that we'll all go back with with great vigor and vitality and and zeal, and be like that first century church, you know, who had been. And were throughout that century and beyond, of course, under persecution. And we have to be like those first Christians now. And so that's why I think it's so important as we we can't get to Mass, but we can listen. You know, we have Mass still here on our station three times a day, 8 o'clock in the morning, noon, and again 7 at night. I know so many parishes are streaming their Masses, their daily Masses, which is great, and other devotions, which is great. Um. So when we go through these Easter readings now for the next uh, 50 days or so, uh, we'll, we'll read from the Acts of the Apostles, the early church. So let's go to today's reading, and this is from Acts uh, chapter 3, verses 11 to 26. And remember, this uh, a continuation of yesterday's where Peter uh, healed the crippled, crippled man. As the crippled man who had been cured clung to Peter and John, All the people hurried in amazement toward them in the portico called Solomon's portico. Imagine this now, the man just being, having been healed, having been crippled all his life, so much so that he had to be carried and placed there at the gate, begging for people's money to help him, to support him. And now, just at Peter's word, you know, I don't have silver or gold. What I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And he took him by the hand and his legs and, and ankles and his feet became so strong now he's, he's, he's completely cured. He's clinging to John and Peter. And the people rush and are amazed because they know this man. He was the, he was the one who was 
begging at the gate. And when Peter saw this, he addressed the people. Now, this is the same Peter who, uh, you know, 50 days earlier had been denying Jesus three times. I don't even know the man, right? Didn't want anything to do with him. He was so frightened. But here he is now, people rushing toward, basically rushing toward the miracle, seeing this man who had been cured. And Peter addressed them, you children of Israel, why are you amazed at this? And why do you look so intently at us as if we had made him walk by our own power or piety? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and denied in in Pilate's presence when he had decided to release him. You denied the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. The author of life you put to death, but God raised him from the dead. Of this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, this man whom you see and know, his name was made uh, strong, and the faith that comes through it has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And Peter said, Now I know, brothers and sisters, that you acted out of ignorance just as your leaders did, but God has thus brought to fulfillment what he had announced beforehand through the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be wiped away, and that the Lord may grant you times of refreshment and send you the Christ already appointed for you, Jesus whom heaven must receive until the times of universal restoration of which God spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. For Moses said, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen in all that he may say to you. Everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be cut off from the people." And Peter continued, Moreover, all the prophets who spoke from Samuel and those afterwards also announced these days, You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors when he said to Abraham, In your offspring all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning to each of you from your evil ways. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, the power of Peter's authority and admitting that you think we did this? You think we raised this man uh, to, to walk again? It was the power of God that did this. And you think, my brothers and sisters, all that we can do, all that we can accomplish with faith. You know, one thing we've been saying since this current situation uh, has been going on is we need prayer, not panic. We need faith, not fear. There was, I think, it was Governor Cuomo who recently said that God's not curing these people. God's not making this thing go away. In one of his press conferences, I thought, man, I wouldn't want to be sitting around him when that bolt of lightning comes down. God can do all things, and we have to have faith and believe that God will do all things for the the good and the salvation of his children. And it's by the power of God, Peter told the people, that this man now walks. By the power of the risen Lord, 
you know, as I've been saying, and you know, I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really. I, I've said it before, and I, I do mean it. You know, we, you need to follow the government guidelines. I may, we not, may not be always happy about doing that, um, but we need to follow what the government is asking us to do regarding the social distancing and all that stuff. You know, it's 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 a serious thing. Nobody wants to to get sick to the point of death, but we also have to not fear and believe that God is in control. God is in charge. God is the one who, when this virus eventually goes away, you know, through the work of, of great scientists and, and physicians and things, it's by God's hand through them that these things happen. The gifts that they have, the talents that they have, are gifts from God being used for good. Certainly God has a place in all of this, and certainly God, just by willing it, could make this virus vanish. But, you know, the people of God these days, sadly, you know, have turned their backs in many ways on God. And how many people do you know have left the church, stopped going to Mass, don't pray, and begin to stray into the world? Today's reading from the Acts, Peter tells us it's by the hand of Almighty God that this miracle occurs. We have to believe in miracles. We have to believe that God can do all things. As I've shared with you, no, we, we, we live a miracle here at the Domestic Church Media. This apostolate is an ongoing miracle. I say that with all humility, because it's by no and through no merit of my own that all this takes place. Yes, we say yes to what the Lord asks us to do. The Lord brings us many people on a regular basis, yourselves included, to help us do this work. And people's lives are being changed, but not because of me. You think I'm doing this? I'm just the humble servant. It's God who does this, the Holy Spirit, who works through us here, who works through you. You know, I, I, I uh, received, I'm still very, very, very humbled by your continued generosity toward us, even in the midst of all that's going on out there. We still are receiving, you know, your regular donations and people are giving. And yes, donations have dropped off a bit. We want to make sure we don't let them keep dropping off. We want to, you know, keep them at, at a level that helps us. We, we were not having our Radiothon as we planned. We postponed it to another time, another date. Not been decided yet. We know that God will sustain us. I mean, Jesus is right here. He's right He's right across the hall here in the tabernacle. I know he's, when, he, when he came to us here to be physically, substantially present to us, really and truly present to us here in this building seven years ago, that was a sign to me that, that he didn't want us going anywhere. He's, he's here with us. And the miracles that we hear about of conversion, people coming back to the faith, people you know, who are comforted in times of difficulty and trial and trouble, by what they hear on the station. Again, it's not us, it's God. It's God. So when this crippled man in today's Acts of the Apostles was healed by Peter telling him to rise in the name of Jesus, walk, it's Jesus himself who healed. Peter was just the instrument, and he told the people, it's not us, don't look at us like we're, we're, we're just simple, humble men. But Peter, Peter also expressed that great authority was given to him by Christ himself. 
to be the leader of that early church, to be the one to whom people looked for guidance and instruction and, and witness. And himself having denied the Lord on that Good Friday morning three times, and now over the past number of, uh, in, before uh, at this reading, the past number of weeks leading up to this particular uh, episode, having seen Jesus and, and walked and talked with him and eaten with him again and seen him alive. That's the message, my brothers and sisters. That's what we proclaim. That's why we have this enormous joy in our hearts. And we're going to talk about joy when we come back from the break. But that's why we should be a joyful people, because Jesus Christ has conquered sin and death. All you hear about today in the world and you know, if you watch the news, I'm telling you, if you watch the news, the first thing you hear about, another person has died. You hear about all the numbers of people who have died. The death count is out there. And we're not a people of death. We're a people of life. And especially this week, this Easter week, that we celebrate resurrection, that we celebrate new life. Don't let the world drag you down into that pit of darkness. That's exactly where the devil wants us to be. He wants us to forget about the great light and the great joy of Easter that we're supposed to be celebrating. He'd rather have us go to those sources of doom and gloom and death and darkness. And that's not who we are. We are an Easter people, John Paul said. Hallelujah is our song. We're a people of light, a people of life, a people of hope. And we need to start giving witness to that and and expressing that enormous joy that should be on the heart of every single Christian, especially this week. The Lord is risen. The tomb is empty. Don't be afraid. Jesus is not here. He has risen. He is alive. And we mustn't allow ourselves to be dragged down into the pits of, of despair that the, the, the world and the devil would love us to be in through those sources of so-called information known as the media. Yes, do what the government tells you to do regarding social distancing and self-isolation, all that other stuff. Wear your masks, all that. Do it. Can't hurt. (laughs) I'm going to help, they say. But don't be dragged down into the pits of doom and gloom and darkness and death. Turn those TVs off. Get off that social media. And live the Easter message. (laughs) Live in the joy of the risen Lord. Be a joyful person person this week and throughout the year, but especially this week. Keep celebrating the resurrection. Keep rejoicing. Keep proclaiming he is risen. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord is risen from the tomb. He has conquered sin and death. All this darkness outside the walls. Maybe that's why, the you know, for, for as much as, as we may say, you know, we're confined to our homes. As I said yesterday, What a blessing that is if we understand that our home is our domestic church. 
Maybe that's why the Lord allowed this to happen this way, is that, you know what, the world may be in, in uh, harping and, 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 uh, and proclaiming destruction and death, but we're not of the world. We're in our domestic churches, these places of, of sanctification, of holiness, of prayer, of rejoicing, of hope, of joy. That's what we should be doing in our homes. While we were all there, with our, again, as I said yesterday, imagine, you know, see what the Lord has done. He's, he's placed us into uh, our domestic churches to spend these Easter days in our domestic churches with the people in our lives who are closest to us, our family. To pull us out of that dark world and that, that world of death that's outside of those windows of our homes and, you know, I believe it was a St. Elizabeth Ann Seton who once said that she had a vision. Now, she, of course, she lived in the mid-1800s, but she had a vision of a box in the home through which the devil would enter the home. And, you know, what? every time you turn on that TV set and you start seeing all the scrolling death numbers and hear all the, the, the death counts and, and, and the, 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 the uh, dire warnings of this, that, and the other thing, what do you think that is? It's not joy. It's not from God. God wants us to be a joyful people. So turn those things off. Put those boxes away that we know now as television sets and, and uh, laptops and computers and be a people of joy. We're going to talk about joy. I'm going to share with you from Holy Father's uh, a homily this morning where he talked about joy as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And also I found a little article, Six Practical Steps to Catholic joy. How can we be a joyful Catholic? And we should be, because no one wants to join a church filled with miserable people. No one wants to be part of a church uh, of of people who, as Holy Father said many years ago, filled with pickled peppers. (laughs) We need to be a joyful people. And that's, you know, the the great uh, fruit of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, when, when canonizations are opened, Causes are open. That's the first thing they look for in the person. Was this individual a joyful person? Did he or she live a joyful life? Because it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So take a break. When I come back, we're going to go to the Holy Father's homily and also six practical steps for Catholic joy. So stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. Listen to the wisdom of Father Benedict Groeschel weekday mornings at 9 a.m. right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio.
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Because God knows all things and because he is creator, it follows that every single thing in the world was made according to an idea or a pattern existing in the divine mind. Look round about you. You see a bridge, a statue, a painting, a building. Before any of these things began to be, they existed in the mind of the one who designed or planned them. In like manner, there is not a tree, a flower, a bird, an insect in the world that does not in some way correspond to an idea existing in the divine mind. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Titusville to Tom's River. Bluebell to Barnegat. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Farmingdale to Flemington. Spring Lake to Stockton. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. All right, I'm back. I understand I wasn't on the radio the first half hour. There was some work being done here in the studio earlier, and I forgot to push the button that put us back on the air. So anyway, now I'm back. <laughs> and if you missed the first half, you got to go back and listen to the archive later on because uh, I was hot on fire. Joy is our theme today. See, the devil didn't want that on there, you know? 
I tell you, this guy, he's, 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 um, I'll never forget many, many, many years ago when I first began doing this work in Catholic radio. There was a wonderful priest of happy memory, God rest his soul, Father Marian Zalecki, who was a Pauline father. He was stationed at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Shenstohova up in Doylestown. And he was going to be a guest on my program. And he came to the studio uh, that day, and uh, the person who brought him introduced me. He said, this is Jim Manfredonian, Jim Father Zalecki, Father Marion. And the first thing he said to me, he pointed his finger right in my face and said, Jim, because he had this beautiful Polish accent, Jim, the devil hates you. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, I know that. So anyway, I'm happy that we're back on the air. We were streaming, I believe. We were right. We were on our other audio devices and certainly on our video platforms. So much technology. We're going to go to the Holy Father. Actually, we'll go to the Holy Father's homily today about joy. And uh, before we do that, though, just to remind you, my brothers and sisters, again, thanks to all of you who are continuing to support us, to continue to, to, to send us your checks. I'm only getting to the post office and the bank maybe once a week. I don't, I'm not going as regularly as possible, you know, to avoid contact with doors and things and other people, I suppose. So I'm, I'm only going once a week. Um, but again, thank you for all of your support. Uh, and, and, you know, if you've not yet had a chance now, I know they say that the stimulus checks have started to arrive in people's bank accounts. And um, uh, if, if you don't need it, I know there are many people who really, really, really need it. Uh, but some people maybe are getting these checks and don't need them. You haven't lost your job. Your 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 work is steady and your income is, is the same. It's just an extra, you know, some extra bucks being thrown your way, uh, and you don't need it. I heard someone last night on one of the one of the uh, news shows say, you know, should I give it back to the government? And they said, no, give it to charity. <laughs> so hey, not a bad idea if you don't need it and you want to give a part or all. Certainly, we'll happily accept it because, uh, you know, we're feeling the little pinch now. I said donations are still, they've dropped, but not not a lot, but they've dropped enough that, you know, you say, well, you know, we're going to have some, because our bills remain the same. They keep coming in uh, fast and furious. So we have to pay them. But if you are able to, my friends, and you find it within your heart uh, during this beautiful Easter season to support your local Catholic radio apostolate and, and you know, being a local Catholic radio uh, apostolate is important because we, as we did last week, we brought you the, the bishops' masses. And we uh, have local discussions, local guests sometimes. And anyway, so help us out. And uh, you can go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Make an online donation using your debit or credit card. Very simple, domesticchurchmedia.org. And, you know, there's also an option when you do that. Um, when you make an online donation, it asks you if you want to pay the fee because there is a credit card fee. When you make a credit card donation, they charge us. I think it's 2.4% or something like that of your donation. They charge us to process it. But you have the option when you make an online donation to pay that as well. I think it's I think it's a 2.4%, I believe, of your donation. So anyway, you can do that. And we would certainly appreciate that. You don't have to go to the post office. You don't have to go outside the house. I don't have to go pick up your check. It just comes into our, uh, you know, our system, uh, a very safe and secure way of doing it. Um, and if you do want to mail a check, uh, you can write to us here at Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, 
That's Post Office Box 7509, and that's Trenton 08628. Okay, so it's P.O. Box 7509, Trenton 08628 is our zip. Uh, If you go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, it's all there, all of our mailing information, but you can also make an online donation uh, to help us out. Uh, because we did have to postpone our Radiothon. It was scheduled for the first, second, and third of this month. A couple weeks ago, we postponed it. Um, Didn't cancel it, but postponed it until a more appropriate time. When that appropriate time is, we're not even sure yet. Everything's still locked down, so we don't want to make a commitment until we see how things are going. Uh, Of course, this area of the country, New Jersey, is uh, one of the hardest hit hardest hit areas. So we want to be and a little bit of Pennsylvania too. So we want to be sure that everything is back to uh, a sense of normalcy uh, before we do that. But by not having the radiothon, it leaves a, an enormous um, gap in our funding because every spring when we have a radiothon, we raise enough money during that radiothon to carry us through the summer into the fall. Uh, last year, we raised about 42% of our annual budget, uh, and that was a big chunk of uh, change then that we, thanks be to God, through your generosity, were able to, to get, and it carried us into you know September, October. So uh, without the Radiothon, we don't have that safety net there. So we count on you to continue to support us in any way you can. And as I said, you know, for so many people, they are so looking forward and need the stimulus money that the government is, is putting in your in your accounts. But there are some people who may be receiving money who don't need it. Well, you might want to consider making a charitable donation <laughs> and help us out. We would appreciate it. God bless you. All right, let's go to Holy Father um, Pope Francis this morning at his uh, morning homily. And in these morning masses, if you, they, they're on, uh, the video is being um, broadcast as well, of the Holy Father's morning masses now. Um, Oops, did I lose it? No, okay. Um, and he was talking about joy, and, and uh, this is what Pope Francis said this morning. He said, joy is not the consequence of emotions that burst for a wonderful thing. No, it is more. This joy, this which fills us, is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, Without the Spirit, one cannot have this joy. And Pope Francis said, To be full of joy is the experience of the highest consolation. When the Lord makes us understand that this is something different from being cheerful or positive or bright. Pope Francis says, No, it is another thing. It is an overflowing joy that really hits us. Receiving the joy of the Spirit is a grace. You know, we hear about people talking, again, talking about being cheerful, happy, uh, you know, these emotions. But to be joyful is this deep sense, as Holy Father said, this, this, this great experience of what he said is the highest consolation. The Lord making us understand that it is something different from just being cheerful or being positive or being bright or being happy. It's this overflowing joy that really hits us deep in our soul. And as Holy Father said, it's receiving the, the joy of the Spirit is a grace. 
and he reflected uh, on this, uh, focused on this, uh, from Luke, St. Luke's Gospel, which recounts the appearance of Jesus to his disciples in Jerusalem after his resurrection. The disciples were scared, believing they had seen a ghost, the Holy Father said. But Jesus showed them the wounds on his hands and feet to assure them that it was him in the flesh. Now, even though our Lord said that he would have to rise on the third day, the apostles still, imagine this, you know, and you know, think about someone who you love, who has passed on. If all of a sudden you saw them in your presence, really saw them, it would be it would be initially a, a frightening thing, wouldn't it? Because we, it's well, this isn't supposed to happen like this. A person dies and they're buried, and we don't see them anymore. And and the apostles saw all that Jesus did in his three years of public ministry. They saw him raising the dead. They saw him healing the blind and the lame. They they saw him walk on water. But even still, as today's gospel points out, when they saw him, they initially thought it was a ghost. And Jesus showed them the wounds on his hands and feet and assured them, he said, ghosts don't have flesh and bone as I do, right? A line then says, while the disciples were still incredulous for joy and were amazed. The phrase, Holy Father said, gives us so much consolation. This passage from the gospel is one of my favorites, Pope Francis said. He'd repeated. Sorry, I missed my, I'm reading from uh, my little laptop here. He repeated, but since for joy, they did not believe. Pope Francis said there was so much joy that the disciples thought, no, this can't be true. This is not real. It's too much joy. (laughs) And they were overflowing with such great joy, Holy Father said, which is the fullness of consolation, the fullness of the presence of the Lord. It paralyzed them. This is one of the desires St. Paul had for his people in Rome when he wrote, May the God of hope fill you with joy. And Holy Father noted that the expression full of joy continues to be repeated throughout the Acts of the Apostles and on the day of Jesus' ascension. The disciples returned to Jerusalem, says the Bible, full of joy. So think about that. You know, how many times in our lives, think about those those great joyful moments where we can't even contain it. It seems almost unreal, whatever the experience might be, that fills us with such enormous joy, that it's almost inexplicable. It's almost, it's you just can't describe it. You know, we think of our, uh, hopefully, our wedding days, the births of our chi- our children, holding for the first time a grandchild. Oh, my goodness. You know, Cheryl and I were saying, and, and for those of you who are grandparents, you know this already. We don't have to tell you. We, 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 as I said, we're, we're very blessed. We're now expecting our third grandchild, which is beautiful. And with every, you know, we have obviously two now, and, uh, you know, we, we had our first, Charlotte is about three, almost three and a half years old. It didn't seem how fast the time is going. But the first time I know I held her, our first grandchild, it was like all of a sudden there was all this love that was contained somewhere 
and kept somewhere. I didn't even know I had it. It just came out. And then with the second grand, when Jack was born, more. It's just that whole new expression of love and joy. And then now, as we found out, we're expecting our third grandchild. It, 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 but we know we, we have that, and that's a, that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a great gift to have that type of joy and to be so filled with joy. As Holy Father said this morning in his homily, he encouraged people to read the last few paragraphs of St. Pope Paul VI's exhortation, Evangelii Nuntiandi. Pope Paul VI, Pope Francis said, speaks of joyful Christians, joyful evangelizers, and not those who live always, quote-unquote, down. So I didn't, I've not read this. I'm going to go read it. An exhortation from St. Pope Paul VI, Evangelii Nuntiandi is the name of it, where St. Pope Paul VI speaks of joyful Christians, joyful evangelizers. You know, this is who we have to be. This is what we're called to be. We're called to, to, to be joyful in, in every way that we live our life, every way that we live and express our faith. And Holy Father pointed out to the passage in the book of Nehemiah, which he said can help Catholics reflect on joy. In Nehemiah chapter 8, the people returned to Jerusalem and rediscovered the book of the law. There was a great celebration, and all the people gathered to listen to the priest Ezra, who read the book of the law, the Holy Father described. The people were moved and wept tears of joy. When the priest Ezra finished, Nehemiah said to the people, Rest assured, now do not cry anymore. Keep the joy, because joy in the Lord is your strength. And Holy Father said this morning, This word from the book of Nehemiah will help us today. Pope Francis said, The great strength that we have to transform to preach the gospel, to go forward as witnesses of life is the joy of the Lord, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And today we ask him to grant us this fruit. So again, my brothers and sisters, you know, we're, we're in a very, very unusual situation and probably the most unusual situation we'll have in our entire lifetime these past few weeks and whatever's coming down the pike here. But Holy Father said that the great strength that we have to transform, to preach the gospel here, even in the darkness of uncertainty, even in the darkness that the world finds itself in right now, with this global pandemic. And as I said earlier, you know, we, we hear on a regular basis the death toll, the death numbers, the confirmed cases, those who have died. And the numbers keep increasing and scrolling in front of us. The devil would love us to find, especially during these Easter days, to be in the darkness of that. The devil would love us to find ourselves groveling in the pits of despair, of fear, of horror, of, of living a life filled with, with, with dire warnings of, of doom. But listen what the Holy Father, Pope Francis, said. The great strength that we have to transform, to preach the gospel, to go forward as witnesses of life, is the joy of the Lord, which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And today we ask him to grant us this fruit. 
We are a people of life. We're not a people of death or darkness or despair or fear. We're a people of hope, a people of light, a people of life. As Pope St. Pope John Paul said, a people, an Easter people, a people of resurrection, a people of joy. We should be filled with this enormous joy that we have during these Easter days. That Jesus has risen, and we should be celebrating, and we should be rejoicing and giving witness to that joy. And not, not, not be so fearful. And not be afraid, you know. As I said, I, again, I, 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 this is is my take. And as I said, I preface this first of all by saying, follow the government guidelines. Whatever they're telling you to do regarding social distancing, self isolation, mask wearing, whatever it is, do it. But I do think that the media is working overtime to frighten you. I really do. And I'm in the media. I know the power of the media. I know what it can do. (laughs) And I know how it can manipulate people's thought and worry. And if all you're hearing are these doomsday reports, and if all you're hearing is that if you, you know, you you leave your house, you're going to get this thing and you're going to die. That's the message that comes across when we know the statistics don't tell us that. If you look at the real statistics, they tell us that there's an, a, a, a 98 to 99% chance that if you get it, and your chances of getting it are very, very uh, small, if you follow the guideline, that you have a, a 98 to 99% chance of recovering from it. But that's that's the world. We know that the life that we have now, the life that we're living now, especially during these Easter days, must be a life of joy throughout our life as we give witness to the gospel message. And that's why I hope that when you come to domestic church media, however you listen or watch, that it brings you that sense of consolation. That you know what? I, I could turn on the TV right now. I could put another radio station on or watch something on, go to social media on my laptop or my phone, and I could be bombarded with negative messages of, of gloom and doom and death and darkness. But I'd rather hear about the joy of Easter because that's, what, that's what's most important. That's the most important message we live this week especially, the Easter message that Jesus Christ came into this world, suffered and died for us, and rose again on the third day, and we celebrate that empty tomb, his resurrection, because he conquered sin and he conquered death. We mustn't fear that. Jesus conquered death. Jesus is stronger than the coronavirus. Jesus gives us the hope that we need. You're not going to get hope from other secular worldly sources but you'll get enormous hope from the Easter message from Christ himself. And I'm praying that that's what you receive when you come here. I know that's our mission. Certainly we're affected by what's going on outside the walls of my studio here. And I have to go and, you know, out into public and go to the grocery store every now and then or do this. That. So I'm out there. I see, I see, you know, I know what's going on, but I know that in my heart, I have an Easter joy, 
And I want to be able to express that and share that with you. And as I said, in all that we're seeing going on, and we can look at two sides of the story. One side saying, I'm confined to my house, I'm, I'm getting cabin fever, I'm going stir crazy. Or I can say, you know what? Isn't our God a great and loving God? Because in all the nonsense that's going on out in the world today, he's placed me into my domestic church with the people who mean the most to me, who I love more than anything in the world. And that's our church right now. We're not distracted by the other stuff. We can celebrate, we can rejoice, we can love, we can laugh, we can, we can pray, we can have this enormous knowledge that, you know, Jesus is present. We're two or more gathered in his name and our domestic. He's there. That's the message that we should be living right now and not let the world tear us down, bring us down, rob us of our joy and, 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 and try to steal that from our hearts. That's exactly what the devil wants. Don't let it happen to you. Don't let it happen. Okay, I can't get to that. I had those other things, uh, the um, steps to Catholic joy. We'll, we'll talk about that some other day. But again, my friends, before I leave you, I'm, I'm going to have to head out of here in just a couple seconds. Please pray for us. We'll pray for you, of course. Every day I do. But also support us. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. You can make an online donation using your debit or credit card by hitting the Donate Now button or write to us at P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Hey, Cheryl and I, there we go again. I told you to stop skipping. Cheryl, <laughs> stop that. <laughs> Cheryl and I will be uh, here tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Uh, join us because we have oh we have Susan Tassoni the Purgatory Lady and another special guest joining us as well uh, music all kinds of stuff so four o'clock for Friday Live have a great rest of your day happy Holy Easter Thursday rejoice he is risen Alleluia Alleluia my name is Jim Manfredonia God bless you and God love you. <laughs>